Welcome back to another edition of PNC C-Speak, the language of executives. I'm Carol Daniel, news anchor here at KMOX Radio in St. Louis. I'll call him my co-host today. He's more <laughs> than that, of course. Michael Scully is regional president of PNC and the mastermind behind PNC C-Speak. Good day to you, my friend. Uh, I love it. Co-host. I have a new title for my business card. Thank you very much. I knew you would like that. I knew you would like that. Well, we have, and we are so proud to bring you a wealth of knowledge in the St. Louis region contained in our many company executives, founders, CEOs, and leaders. And we are so honored to bring them to you on C-Speak. And today, so excited to find out more about the National Geospatial Intelligence Agency. You've heard it, NGA, many times, and the Pentagon's $2 billion Western headquarters being built in St. Louis. With us right now is the man who's going to lead us into the future. He is the NGA West executive, Bill Caniano. And Bill, welcome to KMOX. And I should say, welcome to St. Louis. Well, Carol, thank you. You're very warm welcome here, as I've, had, I've seen throughout my time here in St. Louis. I, I just learned, I think I heard through the grapevine, that you were going to retire? My plans were to retire early this year. But in about September or October, the director approached me when my predecessor here decided that her time was, she was going to retire. And he asked me if I would reconsider and come out here and take this position as West Executive. So I, not only does he come out of retirement or come out of the reti- the planned retirement, but you move. We, we completed the move this weekend. Uh, we kept our house in Virginia. We still have children that live in that area. But uh, we have settled in Clayton in an apartment in Clayton, and very happy. What I found interesting about that is this isn't uh, a new territory for you because you've been coming out to St. Louis for many, many years as part of this uh, giant development we're going to talk about. I have uh, been at NGA for 10 years, and uh, about every few weeks I would come out here, and we were very involved in the site selection process, and I got to know St. Louis through that process. That was quite the site selection process. It, it was. Uh, we had built another facility in Virginia that was part of the BRAC process. This process was far more complicated, and uh, we learned a lot, and we made a, an important decision. You're going to get to know me uh, as a news anchor. You've just given me a lot to follow up on. Why was it complicated, and what did you learn? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, it was complicated because we had to purchase property. Uh, the BRAC process was we moved on to Fort Belvoir and built a facility there that was already a government facility. So here we had to go out, work with the Corps of Engineers, and come up with uh, some options and then to make a decision. Uh, the director at the time, uh, Robert Cardillo, made the decision that uh, the St. Louis location offered us uh, a jumping-off point for the 21st century in terms of our outreach to academia and, and to industry could be better accomplished here. And I think we've seen that so far. If I look back at uh, the most optimistic thoughts of where we thought we'd be in terms of, uh, of uh, those engagements, where we are now far exceeds what we had originally thought in 2016 when that decision was made. So what I think is, is interesting about that whole process is, is a, a banker – uh, I think St. Louis is our own little secret, and you want the country to know what St. Louis offers. So you mentioned infrastructure and, and areas of talent, which is part of your decision. But I also think NGA, I, I'm embarrassed to say I had not really come across that term, yet you've been a major St. Louis institution for many years. Talk about that, if you would. Sure. Uh, 
I don't want to say we're a secret. I think we're a very mission-focused area, and the workforce there was very focused on getting the mission. The decision to rebuild here sort of heightened awareness of who we were, and we're very happy to tell the story now. I mean, the process, uh, the business of NGA is uh, central both to the Department of Defense and to the intelligence community. We're a combat support agency that works, uh, that provides uh, uh, geospatial intelligence to uh, military forces around the world, and we provide it to all the intelligence agencies as part of the intelligence community. I didn't know that the name changed because I'm a military right. brat, so I, I I understand that there are all kinds of missions with names that the average public isn't aware of, but I, I didn't know that the name changed. There were actually at the current location, at the arsenal, there have been three uh, – probably four different names of uh, the agency down there. The most recent ones were NEMA, the National Imagery and Mapping Agency, which was created in 1996. And then the name changed in uh, 2003, the National Geospatial Intelligence Agency. That sort of recognized the change in the the mission focus, that increasingly uh, mapping and imagery had, uh, had, had merged. And the old name kind of solidified mapping and imagery when, when in fact, the future is... Uh, is geospatial, which is the use of imagery and imagery-derived products uh, and geospatial information to assess, depict, describe activities from seabed to space. Can you go back to the comment you made? I want to explore that. There's a little more before we take a break here, that where you thought you were going to be, you're much further ahead of that. And you're pleased to be much further ahead of oh. that. Is it? Is it? What is it about us in St. Louis that helped NGA be further ahead? I think that we have found a very collaborative community out here. Communities out here, the uh, academic industry, the innovation centers. There's a willingness to come together, and there was a coalescing around the opportunities that geospatial offered that we expected would take time. We they just have seemed to happen, and I don't want to spontaneously, but with a little more spontaneity than we thought. We often get senior visitors from the Department of Defense and the intelligence community who we bring out here, and we talk about what we do. And then they say, how do you do this somewhere else? And we usually start by saying, there's a special side to St. Louis, I think, that is found, we have found it to be naturally collaborative. And you don't always see that in places. So we are looking at other opportunities to to do what we did here, but uh, there's something collaborative. I'll keep it at that. There's this, this col- nature to uh, a desire to collaborate and a desire to collaborate with us, which we have found really very important. It's music to our ears. I think that's something we've uh, in the community, in my work at least in the community, particularly on boards and everything. You strive to get that collaboration, right. and so often we think that's one of our weaknesses. But it's so nice to hear you say it's one of our strengths. I I wonder as we take a break here, if it is our desire to make this work for NGA that increased the desire to collaborate, because there are. I mean, there are very real issues of the lack of collaboration. Um, in our region. And Michael and I both have, have talked about that and we've seen it on the ground. So we're going to flip it and say that it's, it's you. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll take it, but we, we have only seen collaboration, whether it's the city and the state, business, academia, they have all been incredibly supportive. 
Well, I am. Just, I'm floating above my chair right now is what's happening. Uh, we, we are going to take a break and come back uh, and talk more about NGA. And uh, among the things we'll discuss is the talent pool. What is that like for him? For them, we talk a lot about hiring and the hiring issues around the whole country, really. Our guest is the NGA West executive, Bill Caniano. I'm Carol Daniel. He's Michael Scully. This is PNCC Speak, the language of executives. More on KMOX next. We are back on KMOX with PNCC Speak, the language of executives. Our guest is NGA West executive Bill Candiano. And and Bill, there was a question that you gently were saying, okay, we don't we don't do that, we don't go there. When people hear NGA, National Geospatial Intelligence Agency, it it's good to be clear and tell people what you don't do, right? Well, thank you. Uh we do not collect domestically. So most of our focus is, our focus is overseas uh, on, on foreign countries. If we do, and at times we do collect uh, and do work in support of lead federal agencies in the United States. So for example, uh, if FEMA were to ask us to help with the humanitarian relief, uh, with a net, uh, disaster relief operations, we would do that. For example, we sent a team from St. Louis along with a team from uh, Virginia down to the hurricane in Florida to help with recovery operations. They were there within days helping to produce maps and other products to assist in recovery operations there. We assist with firefighting out in the West. But again, it's always under the in a support role to another federal agency. So, Bill, I, you know, I think our listeners would benefit from the scope of the, the entirety of your project. So, we talked about 2016 when the decision was made to relocate here. You don't really open till 2026. So it just simply takes that long to develop a $2 billion infrastructure project. But there's more to it. So I wanted to ask a question about the GeoFutures strategic roadmap. And that's that's a, a, an approach for St. Louis to, to shape St. Louis into a geo or a global hub for geospatial science, we've heard about the Taylor Institute and the universities. What's what's the how's that tracking? Well, I think that that is a, a prime example of what I was talking about before. That's a community generated program that we are the we are just we will benefit from. But that's nothing that we started. That is a St. Louis project that began, and it's copied off what was done with Plant Life Sciences a few years before. But that is, I think. That has been the engine behind this collaboration that's been out there. So it's uh, uh, it, it it is it is really one of the things that has surprised us the most about this. I have to observe. I have to observe that you. I mean, I just your energy level changed a little bit there as you were talking about that. I mean, it, I could I can tell that that's an exciting, uh, interesting thing based on how you've reacted to. Oh, I I we could not be happier with that. If uh, the Taylor Institute alone. Uh, what that offers, not just to NGA, but the whole geospatial operation and the geospatial business. I, I think that's very, very exciting. What What is it exactly? Well, it's a consortium of eight different universities uh, that have now pulled together to do research on the future of geospatial. And there is so much to be looked at here. I think we're only just tapping into this. So this could be your future talent pool as well. Well, we certainly hope so. We certainly hope so. I mean, between those eight universities, and we recruit nationwide. We're recruiting all the time. We're in competition with a lot of other people for the best talent in the world. And uh, it's been pretty exciting. Go back to geofutures. I mean, 
the things that St. Louis have done have attracted some of the companies who support us to enlarge their operations or even move some of their operations here to St. Louis. We've seen that already. Some of them down in the Globe Building. Maxar is down there now. I understand Esri will open down there soon. There are other companies that are down there that, that, that support us and work with us. GDIT is out of Cortex. There's great work going down at T-Rex. So there's a lot of exciting work that's going on here. And so, people are coming to St. Louis. So who, who are these people and what kind of talent are you looking for? Well, I'll talk about NGA, who, what NGA is looking for. No one, sh- anybody wants to serve their country should think about a job at NGA. And they should not self-select uh, themselves out by saying, well, I'm not interested in earth science. I'm not interested in mapping. I'm not interested. We hire across the board. We hire liberal arts people. We hire finance people. We hire people to do human capital. It's a 14,000-person agency worldwide. So there's lots of opportunities for people there. If you want to serve your country, and if you've got the skills that you think you, you'd like to apply in the geospatial world, we'll find a place for you. We've yeah. got analysts who work countries around the world. Uh, down at Arnold, people forget we have a facility in Arnold as well, and there's a few hundred people down there. A lot of our management stuff there. We do our finance and accounting from here. That's not done in, in Virginia. Uh, so there's some special work that's done out here. And I, I imagine someone who who wants to be on the edge of it all, on the cutting edge of it all. If That's a, that's a great point. Innovation is going to happen in a combination of the government and the uh, private sector coming together. That's one of the things we see here in St. Louis, too. I guess one of the big questions, too, is because it's a headline that we cover uh, all the time, and that is the inability to hire that everyone has. You can't find teachers, police officers, janitors, restaurant workers. It, it, it seems to not matter the industry. How are things going at NGA? Well, I think but we have people join the federal workforce, and they usually stay for a long time. So you've got an attrition that comes in kind of uh, periods when they, you'll get higher people leaving and retiring. So I don't think our uh, we we can fill our billets, and we're always hiring because we've always got this sort of uh, pool of people. We have a very vibrant intern program. We just started a high school intern program. Oh, that was just this year. We will we will have eleven uh, students from the St. Louis area. This is pretty exciting. And unheard of. Junior and seniors in high school will be starting out this summer. They'll go through our processes and uh, we'll bring, and they'll be brought on board, paid internship, and they will learn a little about our business. We're interested in people that are interested in data science. I should, we talk about future areas. The geospatial side of artificial intelligence is huge. And that's an area that we're that we have been given some additional responsibilities by the Department of Defense to look at the geospatial side of artificial intelligence, and a lot of that work may be done out here as well. I'm excited and a little scared to hear yeah. you. <laughs> exactly. You know what I'm taking from this is the enormity of the bandwidth of things you cover. Mm-hmm. Think so, of all the imagery. I'm sorry. Think of all the imagery that's out there. Right. And the ability to look at it all. You've got to find some machine learning to get to all of that. So, so take that a, a step deeper and, and talk about maybe uh, specifics. So how is this intelligence, this geospatial intelligence, helping us with things like global health or climate change? 
Uh, we know kind of conflict because of the mapping, but how about how about the others? I'll give you a great example, Ebola. When the Ebola crisis happened in Africa, that work was done here in St. Louis. And for the very first time, the work, our support of uh, operations uh, in Africa was done from here in St. Louis. So and what kind of support? for the very first time, we provided mapping and geospatial data and visualization tools that we made available outside of our normal uh, uh, dissemination processes. We put them on the World Wide Web. You did not need special accesses to get it. So an organization like Doctors Without Borders could see the work that we were doing in Africa on the Ebola crisis, watching the spread, taking the data that we had and saying, here's the patterns that we're seeing. Here's where uh, uh, outbreaks are. And so we provided all of that data and made that available. It was the very first time that we had put anything out on the web that you didn't need to have a special access card to get into. So. That I think there's an example of, of, of an area that we can work on. So uh, think of what we do. Anything that can be uh, assessed or described from imagery or imagery-derived products or uh, geospatial information, we can help with. So Very interesting. I mean, just, uh, I mean, health is an area that we, I mean, health is uh, an area that the intelligence community is certainly worried about. And we, pro- we provide data that, so think of maps and products that might depict, uh, that might depict uh, the spread of a disease. Those are products that we would do. Those are things that we would help track. And we would provide those out, in most cases, to the Department of Defense and the uh, intelligence community. But do, a lot, uh, go. I was going to say, do, can you, do you, 10 year, this is more than 10 years ago, um, Ebola, but do you remember or have you read as to why that decision was made then? Is it, was it because uh, it was a disease and this was a global health concern? It was a global health concern. Mm-hmm. And that a, a lot has to do with the, uh, we had the sources that we could make that were unclassified. We deal, we deal with sources that are classified and unclassified. Commercial imagery is, you see it on television on a regular basis. We partner with Maxar, who recently opened up an office in the Globe Building as a major provider of that. And we provide, uh, if we use that to provide uh, some of our intelligence, we are, it is easier for us to make that available. So these would be people with satellites, for example, commercial satellites? or so Maxar no? is a commercial satellite corporate mm-hmm. uh, company. There's so many hands that have to come yes. together. We deal with a lot of sources. We deal with, uh, uh, yes, there's a proliferation of imaging sources. Think I used Maxar. I could have said Planet. I could have said any number of uh, companies that are now producing commercial imagery. We have to take a break. I, I don't want to. <laughs> this is, is so interesting to me. Uh, and there is more to come with our guest on PNCC Speak. He is Bill Caniano. He is the NGA West executive. And you've heard NGA many times on KMOX. That is the National Geospatial Intelligence Agency. The new $2 billion Western headquarters being built in St. Louis. We'll find out more about that coming up on KMOX.